Before we get into this week's episode of Small Doses, Side Effects of Gossip with Jason Lee, first and foremost, let me just tell y'all this. Apparently, there's like a whole conversation that be happening on the internet that Jason Lee is colorist. And I just want to let y'all know right now, we do not get into that because I didn't even know that was a thing before I did this interview. Had I known that, we would have had a conversation about it. But on his interview that he did with me, he like mentioned it. And it was so flippant that I didn't know it was like a whole thing until I posted that I was interviewing him. And woo, y'all was in the comments like, how dare you interview him? So I just want to give y'all a heads up that that is not discussed because I didn't know that it was what it was. That being said, shout out to everybody for listening to Small Doses Podcast and for watching our premieres of the visuals every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. For those who don't know, I'd be in the chat talking about the show, talking about stuff behind the scenes that happened, and also answering any questions that people have that come up while they're watching the episode. If you want to get the bonus content and also get episodes without the commercials, you can subscribe at theamandaverse.com, aka my Patreon. Patreon is a dope place where you can, for $5 a month, get bonus content from not only this podcast, but other things that I am working on. And you also get a weekly look at the week in Amanda land, where I show y'all pictures that are just too cool for Instagrams. The point, though, is that the SEAL squad is a space to support someone like me who is making art and content for people like you and doing so without the man. Plus, I'm on strike. So shout out to all of y'all for supporting. Remember, you can go to the Amandaverse. Remember, you can go and subscribe for free to Amanda Seals TV at YouTube. And while you're there, you know what? You can also check out the radio show, The Amanda Seals Show, wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's get into this show, Side Effects of Gossip with Jason Lee. It's so funky. <laughs> I did this panel the other day with these therapists and the therapist was saying how that when she was getting her PhD, like you have to go to therapy to get your therapy doctorate mm-hmm. and you have to do 90 sessions by the way. So it's not just like you go for a couple. With a therapist. Yes. Oh. So she's like, you're going for a year and a half, essentially. Yeah. So she was like, it took her fit. No, she said it took her 40 sessions to cry. She said she was going in there every week. Wait, are you supposed to cry? You haven't cried yet? No. You're not doing it right. Really? Really. I just don't. Well, I'm not a big crier. <laughs> Everybody's a big crier. Baby. No, I, I get emotional, but like, yeah, I'm supposed to cry in therapy. When it happens, you're going to text me. You're going to be like, well, bitch. <laughs> it happened. You told me. And the first time you cry, it ain't a cry. It's, it's a weep. I don't see me crying with the therapist. It's a weep. Okay. Have you cried in therapy? <laughs> Baby, I had a whole breakdown yesterday and today. Really? <laughs> crying is not a problem. I'm a cancer. I was just about to say cancer. Yeah. Y'all emotional. What are you, a cat? Leo. That makes so much sense. Capricorns are evil. Um, yeah, no, I'm a Leo. Jason. What? You're such a Leo. I'm a Leo sun rising. All all three is a Leo. All of whatever is a Leo. Leo sun rising, Leo moon. Leo, Leo, Leo. And that's how we got here. That's a good to thing. To side of gossip. <laughs> Do I gossip, though? I don't think I gossip. Is that denial? Yes. I don't think I gossip. Okay, go ahead. Wait, wait. I really don't think I gossip. Why don't you think you gossip? Because I think that that's a box they try to put me in because that's where people want me to be. They want me to be a gossiper. Why am I a gossiper? If I tell the truth, how's that gossip? I, I mean, gossip for- is not not telling. Gossip is not lying. 
Are we doing the show now? Yeah. Oh, we're already in it? We're in it. Oh, hey. Gossip is not lying. What is it? Gossip is talking about shit that ain't about you. <laughs> well, everybody's in everybody's business. I just made a business out of it. So Everybody is not in everybody's business. Everybody absolutely no, is. No, your business allows people to be in everybody's business. I, saw I know everything I know about the Kardashians, I know against my will. Everything I know about the Kardashians, I know against my will. They're your neighbors. Will. I've been over here, right down the street. But you know, the crazy part is like, for example, the other day I saw you on online, you went under the Marlowe post and you said two grown mess or something. That's too grown for this mess. But that would be gossiping. No, that's not gossip. I'm watching a media. This is media. Why are you trying to turn me around? I'm just turn saying that because it, No, because no, I think there's a gossip, fine line. Gossip would have been if I had come under that post and been like, well, Marlo did such and such and such and such. And I know that because I heard that from da 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 that would have been me engaging in the gossip. I was responding to what I was watching, which was her being messy, because I guess that's like the brand. No, but we're all responding to what we're seeing. But some of us are making money out of it. So I'm responding to what I'm seeing. I don't wake up every day and go, what's this person doing? What's that? I don't roll over bed in bed and look at any Instagram to see what anybody's doing. I see it online and then I comment about it. Or somebody comes on my show and I interview or ask them a question about it. Then I'm a gossiper. I guess we're all just Why are you sitting up here lying in my face, no, in real. my house? No, you know how disrespectful that is? No, I'm going to give you another dynamic. Some I told Charlemagne, Jason Lee and Hollywood Unlocked are two different people. So then that's what we're going to get to. Okay. And we're here. <laughs> because <laughs> I love this conversation because really for you people, it's going to be educational because you've already logged in. You've already said, I hate black women. You've already said he's this, he's that. Oh, he's lost too much weight. He probably got AIDS. You've already done all the things that we're getting ready to talk about me doing. And the crazy part is I literally am you. And you. We're all one. I'm not saying I'm innocent, but I'm also not saying I'm guilty. I'm just you. But people, because I'm who I am and what I do, I don't have feelings. I'm not human. I can be a punching bag. You do it for a living. So why? So yeah, I've learned how to take it. So yeah, I'm ready. I'm built Jason, you're actually a good-hearted person. Mm. Say it again. I only say that because I have not been in a good place. And you coming in here, my energy changed. Mm. And that doesn't happen if someone doesn't have something in them. So you actually are a good-hearted person. Thank you. And so when you were pursuing the route that you have taken, I'm, I feel like, and I don't know you well enough to say further, but sometimes the routes we take are not necessarily driven by light. They might be driven by our darkness, right? And then in that process, we discover something else or we decide like we don't have to go that route or whatever, whatever. And... I think that that happens a lot in L.A. in particular. Like people come to L.A. and they can very easily go on a road. And then you're on that path and you're like, oh, I don't even know if this is like the path I want to be on. But then you're already on the path. Mm -hmm. And so you keep riding on the path. But you want to say something. So say what the heck you're No, no, say. no. I'm listening to you. No, because I'm looking at your little smug little No, Leo I'm listening face. because there's no dark road that I chose to take. I didn't go to a house and there was a... Door A and door B, and I chose door B. So what made you choose Hollywood Unlocked? Okay, so I've always had a passion for entertainment since foster okay. care. I was in a foster home, and my escapism was Michael Jackson, Prince, and Madonna, and watching these celebrities, you know, Purple Rain. I was in that. That's what I loved. And then, so I was the Word Up magazine guy, hanging everything on the wall, looking at all these 
amazing black people who were living lives that were completely different than what my life was like. I grew up poor, single mother, white woman, black father who was married to his wife, not in the house, basically caring for my little sister, ended up in foster care. A lot of bad things happened to me, which I put in my book. And so for me, I was always looking at celebrity entertainment life as escapism, but I never pursued my passion because the instability of the grind. Like you don't know when you're going to get a check. So I had already had an unstable childhood. So for me to go and start a career where it was going to be unstable, like I wasn't doing that. So I just was conditioned to get me a job, good job. So I, I got some decent jobs. And then over the years, I mean, I dropped out of high school, got a GED, didn't go to college, started getting all these careers that gave me skills like that I needed to know, like how to talk to people, how to develop a message, how to, you know, build coalitions, different stuff like was that. Was you like mindfully pursuing those careers or just kind of organically? Happened? I always pursue what I was passionate about. So when I left high school, I didn't like the way that the school dynamics were for kids. So I went to go work at the high school I graduated from or took my GED from then. Uh, when I was at that job and they started fucking around with the employees, the contracts, the unions, all that, I started feeling like that's not right. So I started advocating for the underdog because as a foster kid, as somebody who came from nothing, like I always felt like I'm the underdog, so I'm always fight for the underdog. So I started organizing the school district, organized school district, brought in the Nation of Islam, brought in all these different groups, did an action on the school board, saved everybody's job. All of us who didn't have tenure lost our job. But after I lost that job, I said, you know what? What other career can I be helpful, you know, from what, what I went through as an individual? Okay, cool. I'm going to go work at probation because I can help change kids' lives as a probation officer. Not, Not true. true. Didn't know that jails, institutions, juvenile or adult were all a part of that thing that came from slavery. Learned that later. But while I was in it, I was like, yo, y'all calling these kids niggas. Yo, yo y'all abusing kids. Yo, yo. So I started fighting them. Then I got fired from that job after three years. But then the union saw me fighting and was like, yo, you need to come work for the union because you like fighting for people. And then I found what I was passionate about, like helping people, healthcare workers, advocating for better healthcare standards, you know, better pay, all that kind of stuff. Then I found myself community organizing, different things. And then after I built up all this skill and relationships and stability and then moved to LA, I had already had some relationships in the business because met Queen Latifah when I was 15 and back and forth to L.A. Because coming to L.A. for me was escaping the hood. Like, all my friends were getting murdered. All my friends were going to prison. Where are you prison. from? Stockton, California. Okay. All my friends were getting murdered. Let, literally getting murdered like 17, 18, 19, 20. So coming to L.A., I, I didn't have the noise of can't go to that store, can't talk to this person, can't go over here, got to be in before dark, can't walk down the street. I felt safe. So once I got to L.A., naturally getting on the party scene, I was like, you know, I fell in love with, with the entertainment again. And then I came at a crossroad in my career where I had to decide, do I stay down this path where the union now is in this big fight where they want me to lie to the workers and say I've been lying my whole career, or do I quit and figure it out? So I quit. Literally was given a day to decide, like, do you want this job? You got to sign this paper. Tell Red you, green pill kind of thing. You gotta be, that was the... So I said, I can't do that because just I don't know how to lie. So can't do that. Quit. Didn't have a job. And then I had all these relationships. So I started hustling. And then once I started hustling as kind of like a consultant or a plug, like, oh, you want this person? Now that I know you, you want a man that says, okay, she want 100000 Okay, cool. I need 10%. So I was hustling like that for a while. But there was still no instability in that. It wasn't what I was passionate about doing. And then uh, somebody asked me, Alex Avon, I said, you know, well, how do you become the brand? And I said, well, I mean, I can unlock Hollywood in a way nobody can because I'm in it. And he said, well, why don't you do it? And so once I started really thinking about it, oh, okay, I'm going to unlock Hollywood. How do I unlock? Oh, Hollywood unlock. What do you consider unlocking Hollywood? Well, the idea when I started was- Actually, before you answer yeah. that, what do you think people consider- Me? Hollywood unlocked. Oh, it just depends on who you ask. 
Okay. You know, you go to Dubai, it's, oh my God, it's Hollywood Unlocked. It's Western culture. It's da-da-da-da-da. You go to D.C., oh, my God, how can we get to the people that you talk to? Because, you mm-hmm. know, we need to get the black vote. Or if you go to the hood, it's like, yo, that's the dude from Love and Hip Hop, Wildin' Out. Or if you go to <laughs> white folks, it's like, oh, my God, you know all the black stars. It just depends on who you ask. But is it considered, by and large, to be a, like a tabloid, like a, a yeah. gossip blog? I, I don't or think do you consider I, it to be just like deadline, but more black? <laughs> Deadline. <laughs> I don't see us as a deadline now, but you know, I always get asked, you know, are you a journalist? Are you a blogger? Are you a gospel? Are you this and that? I don't, I don't know whatever y'all want me to be because it doesn't matter. There's if they put me on NBC News, it's Hollywood gossip. If they put me in whatever, it's Hollywood CEO. I don't know, right? So like, I would say for me, I don't look at it as tabloid because I grew up in the media takeout days. Shout out to Fred. Fred. Fred, you can look at media takeout and know like that's gossip to me. Media takeout when I was developing Hollywood Unlocked was never the, it was never like the- The blueprint. The blueprint for me because, yeah, I don't know what you was going to see on there, but it was highly entertaining. What was attractive to me about them was how they built their audience. You woke up every day and said, got to go to media takeout. Or you woke up every day and said, world star. So the the mechanics of how they built that following were, and shout to Angie from Shade Room who, again, Shade Room, Shade Room, Shade Room, Shade Room. I mean, she did a phenomenal job of building her audience. So the mechanics of how they did what they were doing was interesting, but how they did it was not my thing. So then you said, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And how was your vision? My vision was, let me help you. Let, so if you look at Ball Alert and Shea Room, which at the time were kind of like the two big ones that were out there, they both didn't have a face to it. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to jump in, because this one guy said to me, there's no room for you. Everybody, they're already doing it, Ball Alert and Shea Room. I said, okay, well, shit, what's the difference? You don't see them. Okay, I think I'm pretty smart. I'm funny. I can talk shit. I can read. Mm. My grandma, my grandma, maybe old Tanner from Mississippi, <laughs> read us down as kids. So I'm like, I know how to talk shit. So I'm gonna be the face of Hollywood Unlocked because they don't have a face on the other ones right now, which means that I'm gonna talk my shit. I, well, let me back up. I wasn't even gonna talk my shit when I first started. It was like, I'm gonna just call up my friends and they're gonna come on and we're gonna have a great experience. We're gonna <laughs> unlock Hollywood. <laughs> no. Did I have what that? what cha- what changed it? Because at from the just ti- being like a fun hangout space. Because with my at Hollywood the time, friends. the boss ups, the shade rooms, the ball alerts scared black people. Because a lot of black folks that we know, and a lot of folks we know in general, not just black, what you see ain't what you really get. So they've invested a lot of money in really good publicists and really good branding and experts and managers and agents and people who package them to sell them to the consumer. And this is who they are. Now, I've, you know, to you. And then I think for me, being that I was so close to people, they were like, uh, he know all of that. Oh, I see. So you're saying that with those other outlets, like they weren't inside. So the smoke and mirrors could be presented to them and not challenged. But right. with you, you they, were. They were not. Well, they may be inside because even though I may not get, sometimes I still don't get invited to parties. I, I'm over it now because I literally don't care about being anywhere. But. There was a time where I was like, man, why didn't get invited to this part or that part or that part? Because they thought keeping me out kept them safe. My team is in all your parties. My team is everywhere. They in the clubs, the bottle girls. Everybody in the club knows how to get to Hollywood Unlocked. They know how to get to us. They know how to get to the share rooms. We don't even have to be there. I be texting people. Who did I text the other day? Oh, <laughs> Kevin Hart was having dinner with Don Cheeto at BOA. I okay. said, nigga, I like BOA. I texted him. He said, how you know I'm at BOA? I said... I know everything. 
And you he, just like, this is so Leo. <laughs> you just like the knowledge. <laughs> I feel like you're not even, look at you like. No, it's it. funny because I only do those kind of things because, and I'm not, this not to Kevin because we have a relationship, but it's like, you know, I do it to show people like, we can have a relationship of trust because either you're going to bring me in whatever you're doing or I'm going to know what you're doing anyway. I guess my question becomes, when you are building this type of space and you realize, okay, it's not going to be as like fun and fancy yeah. like as I thought it was yeah. going to be, how do you then decide where you're going to like bring the, the, the shade in and yeah. the conflict and the gossip in? And I don't care what you say, mm -hmm. it is gossip. I don't think so. It is literally gossip. I don't think so. You can say that but you don't why, think but, so, but it's, it's a fact. It's literally a reflection. Okay, first of all, to all you journalists out there, I'm sorry your careers are all failing. Like they're all falling apart. BuzzFeed News just shut down. MTV News just shut down. Vice just fell bankruptcy. It was worth $5 billion at one point. It's worth $225 million in the sale. All of you guys are shutting down because you guys can't keep up with us. We're making millions of dollars. Millions of fucking dollars. On nonsense. No, no. It's not on nonsense. Literally, I'm talking about what the world is doing. Now, if I was really a gossiper, if I really gossip, I mean, the way I deliver it, I could probably be much bigger than I am now because people cannot, they cannot digest enough of what I give already. Think about it. We live in a world right now where Blueface and Krishan are the pinnacle of black excellence. No, that, they're not. That is what the world is talking about. No, I'm, they're not. They're not talking about them as black excellence. I know. I'm being funny. Oh, I'm, I'm saying, I was like, I'm, oh my I'm, God. I'm saying when it comes to like, for example, if you launch a foundation. Also, it depends on what we're considering as the world. If right now you were to launch a new set of scholarships, okay, everybody should talk about that because you're actually- But they're not going to. Right. Because we live in a world right now where we all want to see Krishan twerking pregnant. Because we are obsessed with the darkness. We are in the dark. I'm trying to say, like, you can say what you want, but it doesn't change the reality. You're peddling the dark. And it doesn't change that the fact is that we are not in it. Let me tell you something. It's like the drug dealer who's like, listen, they're going to get it from someone. Why, why ain't it? Uh -huh. Why can't it be me? Yeah. Right? So, like, it doesn't change that the situation exists, but to act as if you are not a part of the situation is is well, nonsense, well, Jason. Be, I didn't be, even expect the conversation to go this no, way. Let, let's be clear. I, I live for it. I live for it. Let's be clear. First of all, let me first blame it on black people's desire to be validated by white people because the only you thing that they consume- You can definitely add that to the mix. Because the only thing that they consume is what the white folks put out, which happens to be how I started my career, and that's on Love & Hip Hop because that was the only door that people opened for me. It was a black woman, Mona, that opened it. I was going to say, it. it's Mona. But no other people, white folks weren't opening it. GMA ain't calling me. The real, uh, well- we ain't gonna talk about the real. The real called me one time, but they ain't called me back. But you know, uh, Kelly and Mark, The View, I feel like I've done phenomenal work in terms of all the work that I've been able to achieve, right? Dropped the book that was amazing, did all these different things. But I really feel like the work that I'm doing now, some would say, or that it's easy to villainize, oh, okay, he's this, he's a part of the, he's peddling the dark. But think about it. That's the world that we live in right, right now. now. Everything is dark. The news is dark. Man just got his so just said. Mark just man just got his arm ripped off by an alligator. Now should I not put that out because it's dark? His drunk ass shouldn't have went out there to go pee in the swamp. I'm not saying that you shouldn't put it out there because it's dark. What I'm saying is that to say that it isn't what it is is some bullshit. But let's now, define it gossip. Is what it is. But what is gossip though? I defined it. At talking the beginning about what of this. other people are doing. Yes, gossip is plain and simple. Talking about what other people are doing and doing so without being given the 
Space is not the word, but we permission to do so. But that's what y'all did on the real. Y'all, I do, did not do that on the real. That was gossip. If we're talking about it, you guys were I literally did not sitting do up there that doing the what real. I did. But what you guys were doing up there, we're literally speaking our opinions about stories that are taking place in the news. That's what I do. You're creating the story sometimes. <laughs> but 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 that's not gossip. For example, if you slap me in the face right now and I go online and say, I went to Amanda's beautiful ass house. By the way, she rich. I went to her beautiful ass house and she slapped me. That's me just saying, I can't believe. Because that happened to you. Does it happen to me? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so, if you say, I went to Amanda's beautiful ass house. By, by the way, way, she rich. And I saw her slap Jeremiah like the Bible. It still wouldn't necessarily be gossip because you witnessed it. However... If you said, my homegirl went to Amanda so Seals' house and she told me that she saw Amanda Seals smack, that is gossip. Like, that is hearsay. It's, it's, a, it's a real fine line. It's not a fine line. I think so. Personal experience and spreading hearsay so. you, are not why. a fine line. Let me tell you line. why. Because when you see Jason Lee in the room, you know Jason Lee is Hollywood Unlocked. Right. And so I that's why you better act well, correct because it's going to happen. No, 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 no. Because I do have rules and everybody that knows me knows I have been in some situations where if I really told you, I'd be like, wow, private time is private time. So if I'm in your home, if I'm in your, if you invite me to an event and I'm in your private space, you have a party or whatever, whatever your private time is, is private time. Okay. That's my rule. So I never, I never violate that. Now, what I will say is the thing that we, I was telling you off camera is what I'm having to digest now, which is just a reality over the last 30 days that I've been in, is becoming more centered in who I am. Not who I am, the ego. Who I am, Hollywood Unlocked, the person that does what he versus, does. Versus anything else. Versus people's opinion. Versus the lack of wanting to accept who I am. The lack of all of that. It's just Wait, this, but you, wanted, you not wanting to accept who you are or people not wanting to accept yeah, who you are? Yeah, I think like, well, there's that too, right? There's different layers. And that's the thing that I'm going through, right? So like there's the fact that there, there will still people that tell me you're a loser, you're not this, you're not going to be successful. Well, who are those people? I mean, people online. Like people that you know or people that people are just- online. No, no, not nobody okay. that I know personally. But then there's also like, you know, imposter syndrome. Sometimes you're in a room where you're like, damn, they're going to kick me out. I'm not supposed to be here. I still have that. I still have that. Why? Um, Because where I come from, I think it's hard to imagine that like, not only am I doing everything I said I wanted to do, but I'm operating at a level where I'm able to get in rooms that I just didn't see for myself. You know what I mean? Like regardless of what people think about the, the administration or whatever, but being able to meet with different people ahead of this group or that group or whatever, or governments or different country leaders. I never saw that. I mm -hmm. saw like, you know, Hollywood Unlocked was, let me let you in. I'm going to interview Jamie Foxx, <laughs> you know, right before the stroke. I'm going to go over here and talk to Carucci or I'm going to, you know, Chris Brown. Yeah, that's what I saw Hollywood Unlocked. I didn't see award shows. I didn't see books. I didn't see all these different things. You know, you never. I don't think nobody really does when they're when they're starting, but it's evolved into that. Now, where the shade came to play was all the people and going back to the seeking out white validation. A lot of black folks I thought I was cool with really either were using me to weaponize Hollywood Unlocked against whoever they didn't like by giving me the tea, or by pigeonholing me into opportunities that only fit the narrative that they understood. So like, okay, cool. You can't be great because I'm not great. And I really feel like a lot of our folks mm. are waiting for white people to tell them they're great to believe they're great. When I always believed I was smart, always believed I was intelligent, always knew that I wanted to have influence and create a platform where my voice mattered. So that's where Hollywood Unlocked- Blossom from. Blossom from, yeah. Because I felt like if you're going to say this is happening to this celebrity when I know it's not, or this public figure, let me create a space, a trusted space where they can come on and clear the air. That wasn't happening.
Nobody was doing that. Okay. You know, that was the intention. So I mean, I'm, I will say, like, when I left The Real, you hit me up. And even though you are very messy. I'm not messy. Jason. I'm not. You are a mess master that's 2000. Like, that's, that's what like, are you talking that's about? That's like calling a janitor messy. He has a messy job. But he got to go clean up aisle two. I, <laughs> I have a messy job. Listen, Jason <laughs> will trap you real quick if you're not. Boop, boop. It's just a, a game of consciousness. But I know that is what's called for in that space. So that's the thing. You don't think anybody's ever called you messy? Oh, people call me messy all the time. Right, but but they're you, also ridiculous. But do you think you're messy? I know that I'm not messy. I don't think you're messy. But when I posted you, they were like, she's messy. She's messy. Yeah, but they you have can't, an opinion. But they can't say why. Right. Like, I'm not saying people's names. Like, <laughs> like right, but they can't say no, why I'm messy. No, I either. say you're messy because you will set up a scenario. <laughs> you will set up a question in a way where if you ain't smart enough, you're like, ah! But but is that but is that lack of knowing how you to... know that game that we played the end of, <laughs> at the end of the Jason Lee show is messy AF yeah puts up a picture you'd be like ah <laughs> but is someone's lack because I just interviewed Chloe Bailey which is coming out today I think it's coming out today and my cancer sister and I love her and I was thinking about that interview because I mean I love her so much and she's such an innocent girl you know that I'm like well, I'm about to get but you know like she I even said in the interview I said. Is this Yvette Noel Shore's media training? Because you getting through it, she goes, no, I'm just a good person. Large Apple Grenada Massive. Yeah, she's the other one, Grenada, always dancing out there in the water. Shout out to Yvette. But you know, like she handled it all so well. She was so disciplined in how she was, her facial reactions, because I asked her about Gunna in my own way and different things, whatever, but she handled it a certain way. There are some people that can't wait to get on my show. Well, so here's the thing, because some people are also... Messy, and right. they know that you're gonna give them a license to mess. Of course, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, I'm, I'm gonna give them, I'm, I'm gonna give them the license to be themselves. Yeah, and however they choose to show up, it's how they choose to show up. Well, I will say, you know, there is something legitimate about that, right? Because at the end of the day, when you are doing your show, the Jason Lee Show, I came on there because I was like. I mean, I know how to handle myself as a person. And I also know, like, I was like, I just don't feel like Jason's going to try me. You were great. You were great. <laughs> like, but when I first left The Real, you were like, hey, would you want to come on? And I was like, I, I, I felt like I had heard yeah. just about this, you. Yeah. And I was like, let me see what this nigga about. <laughs> <laughs> and so- but you, you came know, on the po- last podcast. It was great. I think I've done the podcast. Well, I did the pod. With me and Damage. Before, I did that yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I did it twice. Yeah. Um, but the first time that I did it was right after the reel and I wasn't sure like how it was going to go because again, sometimes people will try and trap you yeah, yeah, or yeah. sometimes people will shoot one thing. Yeah. And so it could roll out a whole different way. Yes. Yeah. So I was Shout like- Shout out to Love and Hip Hop. Well, that's the whole business of yeah, reality so it is TV, what it right? Is, yeah. So I was just kind of like, okay, once that happened and it didn't go that way, I said, oh, okay, I guess, you know, it's a he's a different thing. Like my beef with Shade Room is that I feel like they only present me like one way. Yeah. I will say like when you post stuff to Hollywood Unlocked that's ever about me, like I can tell just by the way your following responds mm-hmm. that it's a safer space. Like people don't just off rip, like go for the jugular because you don't post it like it's time now to go for Amanda's jugular. Are you ready? But that's what's great about how Angie built her audience, though. It's the shade room. No, so, it's really. I mean, know, it's so literally it's like a room of shade. shade. Yes. But it's a room of shade. She created it that way. I mean, she's and she's phenomenal what she does and how she she does it. But she ain't walking outside every day like I am. I'm outside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shout out to you, Angie. You ain't, she don't even like going outside. Well, I asked them to stop posting me. <laughs> Did they? Yes. Okay. Yeah, but she's good at that. Because I was just like, y'all, y'all, like, 
y'all are killing me. Yeah. But I look at it like, okay, they post, I see some people post bad photos of me. They'll post different things. Because th- we all know that do this work, how to get the engine of the internet okay. going, right? You post a bad photo. Right now, if I say one name, oh, there you go. There you go. Here, take so I know when I'm in certain interviews, oh, I'm going to drop a name. I'm going to drop that name. If I'm promoting something I want them to talk about, I'm going to drop it because I know how to get the YouTubers talking. Then the YouTubers who complain about me all day long, if I didn't feed you the content, you wouldn't eat. This is how you eating because you do five, six, seven videos about me because I give it to you in small doses. <laughs> you know, feed you in small doses. Now here you got all these videos going viral about me. But if without that content, you wouldn't have been able to eat because you needed that. I didn't need you to do it. Where does the creation of Hollywood Unlocked coincide with you losing a bunch of weight? Mm. I mean, I've always had confidence. I have confidence then. Now, I mean, I was more active when I was heavier online because I was building up the brand. So I had to always be on social media. I felt this pressure of always having to say stuff, always having to have an opinion, always this and that. Now, as I'm in a space of, well, when I wrote my book, I released all the kind of mental stuff. So all like my mental stresses and mourning for different things or different experiences. I released all that. What's One, an experience you mourned that's in the so book? Like today is my brother's uh, birthday who, who got murdered when I was 19. I'm that sorry. was like a big, 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 big moment that I was like depressed over. The weight gain came out of like heavy drinking, lack of self-love, lack of personal accountability, um, just kind of like staying numb through life. So I would work all day, drink all night, pass out, wake up in the morning, go to work. I was the most functioning alcoholic you'd ever seen. And uh, wasn't doing any work. And so once I wrote the book, that was like my funeral of everything I've been through. I'm going to put it all in this book, mm. but I'm going to put it out there for the world to heal as well. Because I know there's a lot of people that have gone through it. There's people who have been molested, abandoned, foster care, been abused, been shot, watched somebody die, mother on crack, father abandoned, whatever. So like, I'm going to put it all in the book. And writing it was kind of interesting too, because it was. I felt like, I felt like it was all over the place, but it, it wasn't. It, it, I felt it was because there were so many stories. So once I put that out, I said, okay, I was still fat. I was still unhealthy. I was still unhappy physically. So I said, well, let me start working on myself. So I actively started working on losing weight. And then once I did that and I found myself just not interested in all the low vibrational shit, like I can sling the shit when I need to. I can sling it when I need to. Because I'm- What would you consider low vibrational shite? Like back and forth. I'm not going to do a lot of back and forth. I'm just not going to do like it. Like you mean like publicly or like just like behind publicly, the scenes? Oh no, I don't even, do, the behind the scenes stuff I don't do. I don't even do, the, well, do I do behind the scenes stuff? <laughs> Let me think. You know, I don't do like the whole, I'm going to stop this bag. I'm going to do this, that. Like if somebody calls me and says, we're going to promote this on your platform. If it's a person I don't fuck with, I'm saying we're not accepting that promo. Like that's not, you're not using my platform for that. Okay. So, and we've done that with networks. We've done that with labels. We've done Should that we be that. promoting small doses on your platform? I think so. It's your your audience is there. Rihanna says if you want to talk to black people or to her people, you come to Hollywood Unlocked. Okay, Rhi. Mm-hmm. Good endorsement. Thank you, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, you know, I use it in that way, but I won't walk in a room with Netflix and go, oh, all those titles, they're not coming over here. No, we want the Netflix money. But like, now, Or if you're going to talk about a person we don't like, you got to pay for it. Like, we'll put them on our platform when you pay for it. So someone can pay you to have space yes. to shit on somebody. No, not to shit on anybody. Meaning like 
if you're an artist that we don't care for, that Jason Lee doesn't care for personally. So Jason Lee says to the team, here's a list of people that we're just not covering. Either and is that like public or is that just no, like an no, no, ins- no, okay. it's internal. Got it. And so they'll get their list and then they'll say, oh, Netflix just hit us up about a promo of this person. If they're paying for it and they're paying the premium rate, yes, they can, right. you can post that. What does it take to get on your shit list? If you're disrespectful to any of the women that work for me, that's number one. So any of the women or men who work hard every day to just write the best stories, to go to these events that pull up to shit they don't even want to pull up to because they've been assigned or they actually like you or are a fan of your stuff, pull up to support you. And then like you're rude to them or your team is rude to them. Now you're on their shit list. They have editorial discretion. Now, are they invited to, to these events? Oh, yeah, yeah. We get okay. invited to, like, yeah, we get invited to a lot of things. But I don't know if it's like, you know, they've coming out of bushes and no, then you want people to be nice about oh, no, it. We don't, <laughs> like, we don't, excuse me, ma'am. We don't want to be nowhere we're not invited. Like, okay. nowhere we're not wanted. If, we, if you don't want Because I've been in a situation like that where someone from what I consider to be a gossip blog, and most of us do, where someone from a gossip blog had, like, run up on, like, my team at a place I was leaving. And I was just like, I, I mean, I don't need to handle it. They talking. Yeah. But then that blog like had a vendetta against me. Well, see, I know who you're talking about. And I, we've had, a, we, me and that person had a whole conversation about that whole moment. Y'all need to talk. Well, the irony about it is that that person has never had a conversation with me. So mm-hmm. she's now spoken to you. No, she's spoken I actually to someone called else. her. She's spoken I... to someone else, but she has never once yeah. had a conversation with me. But here's the thing. I just watched something where I was watching an interview with Adam Schultz and academics when I was on my way up here. And, academic... and that person is defending a white man, by the way. But carry on. But I know that white man you're talking about. He's actually pretty cool. I don't know the situation, how it went down. But you know, part of the problem, with I, I will say, with celebrities or public figures is that it don't even be y'all sometimes. It be your people. Not, most of the time. I'm not saying it's that situation, but most of the problems that I have or that I've Absolute had with celebrities- is with the rep. Have happened with the rep Ugh. or have happened with the manager. Or it, I yes. had a manager call me the other day and say, it's so-and-so's birthday. You know, I'm trying to get y'all on the same page. You should probably wish her happy birthday on Hollywood Live. Listen. I don't give a fuck about your birthday. Someone hit, we, we had birthday? talked to, I had uh, planned to do an interview with somebody and their publicist, you know, was like supposed to just- schedule the interview. But then the publicist was like, you know, I think it's going to be pretty difficult to talk about this topic for an hour. (laughs) That's your job to figure it out. (laughs) But part of the problem celebrities and public figures need to know is that the people you hire and to help you is hurting your careers. And because of them- They're misrepresenting you. They're misrepresenting you or even your intentions. For example, I'll tell you, I was supposed to do this show. (laughs) Scheduling was crazy. Friend died, going through a lot of different things, not focused because I have a team to focus on things. Mm-hmm. You hit me up and said, "Did you really just cancel the day of the hour before?" Inter- <laughs> that like, ain't even that ain't even me. I am the most on time calculating yes, person. So that's why I sent the flowers. So I posted, and Charlamagne was like, "What, what you do, do to her?" I said. <laughs> It didn't go, but when, yeah. when you're on your way out, I literally they're still here because I was <laughs> I like, he need to see. Oh, you saw? Yeah, you can't miss them. No, they're beautiful. But that's the level of detail I had to get on my team. Like one, we when it comes to black media, at that black people in media, black we don't flake, we don't go in there with all these rules. What we can't talk about now, we we need to support each other because that's what I stand for. And so, like, yeah, there's been lots of conversation about that. Well, we're gonna have a side conversation, and for what it's worth, hit your girl. I already have because. Honestly, I'm going to just tell her if she's watching, you could have hit me directly at any time. I have made myself available and I really have no issue of having any conversations that are truth-based conversations. Because at the end of the day, the whole point is to 
really be on, like you said, high vibrational, like but, that's the goal. But that's the challenge. You guys don't get to tell us where the line of low and high is. And that's the problem that people have because people will say to me, I'll tell you, what do you mean? me and Kevin Hart's relationship started out of conflict. He called me and he checked the hell out of me about <laughs> what he felt I did wrong and you crossed the line. And and I'll be honest with you, I did cross the line. Okay. I did, I did. And I had to come back later and apologize to him and his wife because I did cross the line. I was in my feelings. I was in my feelings, not particularly just something that he did, but I was in my feelings about how I felt the industry was treating me, villainizing black media, villainizing, uh, um, uh, villainizing the um new media, free media. Mm -hmm. um, and so I took all of that and I lashed out at Kevin and his wife. And, you know, recently I saw his wife out and I had already pieced up with Kevin, but I ain't pieced up with her. Okay. And I said, I want to apologize to your wife. Oh, no, no. I said, no, no. I owe her that apology because I was out of line with her. So this was a public thing that happened? Publicly, but the private stuff we fixed privately. Okay, good. And I walked up to her and I and I made sure we had strong eye contact. I said, I have to tell you, Nico, that I was out of line. I apologize. I was in my feelings, not that that's an excuse. Shouldn't have handled it that way. And, you know, we had a good interaction. But, you know, that's part of me working on me, right? But what I said to Kevin when we fell out, when I was in my, you ain't going to tell me nothing. <laughs> what you mean? You know, he was like, you crossed the line. He was very calm, checking me very calm about it. But I couldn't hear what he was saying because I was in my feelings. Mm -hmm. But when I think about that moment, I think about what academics just said, going back to that in this interview, where he was saying, like, if I get into it with somebody, I could really fuck their shit up. And- that is the reality of the world that we live in, where there's some of us that do what we do with free media. Free media meaning we're not in the ecosystem of mainstream. We're not controlled by brands or corporate. We literally wake up every day and set the course of the work that we're going to do and the vision that we have, whether people like it or not. And this is a click-based business. It's a comment and engagement-based business. And so whatever drives the comments drives the bag. And that's a really scary thing if you don't have discipline or some type of moral authority. Thank you. Yeah. If you don't have ethics. If you don't have ethics, and you can make a lot of money, but you can do a lot of harm. But sure. don't you feel like that's kind of like to me, like that's the foundation of it. It's like you already have to have a certain give and take with your ethics to be like, you know what? I'm gonna start a business based on telling other people's business. Because it makes it to where you now get to become the judge and jury about what you think people need to know about other people. But CNN, Fox News, The View, every show, every platform that's in the business of everybody else's business, they put the veil of public interest to cover the messy shit. When I literally just was watching something the other day where I'm like, that's solo vibrational even for you. Look at what they did with CNN, with um, the woman that interviewed Trump on CNN. Anderson Cooper had to come up there and apologize. You know, CNN is now owned by a billionaire, well, I was a Republican say, like, billionaire. You know, those stations are not absolved from what I'm talking about. And they have actually devolved into this space because they're like, well, we can't, can't we, we can't just do news. Yeah. We have to add in this like extra editorialized flair. You know, and I think that's the other part of it too. It's like it becomes where people can't tell the difference between a fact and an opinion. Because even reality TV has like blurred the line of that. I mean, the president of the United States was a reality star. One million percent. So from the top all the way to the bottom, yes. wherever that top and bottom yes. um, perceivably <laughs> starts and stops, right? Because again, we're literally a reflection of the world that we live in. So who's at fault? The the conductor? But that's wait, not the conductor. fair. Is it me, the conductor driving Hollywood a lot? So is wait it the a consumer? Minute. Or is You're it saying the that we're a reflection of the world we live in. Mm -hmm. However, you started this interview telling me about 
three different instances where you changed people's world that was existing, that they were living in. You changed that world by just deciding that's not okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a cop out. We are not, no, not we are not simply reflections of the world out. we live Y'all in. Y'all do fuck shit. Get ready for the fuck shit train to pull up. I'm going to write about it. I did make a, I made a business out of everybody's business. I did. Instead of working for other platforms where they get all the money to make your business their business, I actually created mine. So all I'm saying though one. is well, that. Wait, but I, I the well, cop I didn't finish thing. my point. Okay, go ahead. Then we'll, I want to come out to the cop. Shit. Because I ain't afraid of no conversation. I ain't never ran. Well, for you one. shouldn't be afraid of a conversation. Yeah. But, but at the but end of the day, copying out is running. Right. What'd you say? Copying out is running. Copying out. You said out. I'm copped out. No, when I say it's a cop out, I don't mean that it's running. I say a cop out is basically like refusing accountability, right? Mm. And I don't think it's fair to say, oh, we are simply just a result of the society we're in. We are society. We determine the society we're in. Slavery existed for so long because so many people were just like, this is what it is. And we can't change it. So why would we even try? And then you had abolitionists who were like, no, no. <laughs> like, we absolutely have to change this. It wouldn't have even just changed if just slaves were against it. No, the people who were benefiting in society decided, nah, this has to change. And I know that that's a very, 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 very extreme comparison. So I'm talking about gossip blogs, but that I just want to make the point. But here's the thing. The reason why I need to say that is because we are in a time, Jason, where Shit really is very, very fucked up. And if we embrace the defeatist mindset that we are the result of society versus we are society, then we become the victims of that society. Mm -hmm. So we can't simply just say, well, I'm just doing this because this is where we at. It's just like, no, this is where we at. And I've made a choice to do this because you've also made a choice to do other things. And I'm not even shading you for that. I'm just saying, like, let's not not, call it something else. Well, let me, a couple of things you said a lot. Let me just break that all down. First of all, I'm never going to cop out from doing anything because I own a thousand percent of everything I do. But I'm also like every, and I'll use a very broad statement here because you talk, well, first of all, you talk about slave. There's so many things. Let me start here. Okay. (laughs) Black men every day are reminded of, the fact that in most people's eyes, there's the sum of one mistake. I'm not the sum of one job. I do a lot of things. Y'all choose to dial into the one thing that gets the loudest, makes the loudest noise. That's one. So I don't really care about people's opinions about me because if I lived in the idea of what people thought about me or was married to that, I wouldn't be as successful as I am because I literally navigate in the world that I feel the most comfortable. Number two, the world that we live in is fucked up. And when you think about slavery and all those different things and how we wouldn't, shouldn't, you know, how we shouldn't, what you said about like accepting that it is what it is instead of shaping what it should be. Most people right now online, if not all people are not focused on shaping the world, what it should be because they're trying to survive the day-to-day life that they're in right now. That's one. That's not true though. Okay. Let me, let me give you an example. You said everybody online is trying to just survive. Okay. Right now (laughs) when Jesse Jackson dies, when Angela Davis dies, when all of those icons that help awakening. to transform the world that we currently live in right now, that's barely holding on. It's going to be like, a rude awakening. Okay, it's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. I got an email and today the next that ones are Black, Lives from Gen Matter, Black Lives Matter grassroots is not being funded by grassroots by Black Lives Matter Global. Let me start over. I got an email today uh-huh. that Black Lives Matter grassroots, right. which is the local organizing LA arm of Black Lives Matter Global, yes. isn't receiving any money from them because they're in a lawsuit with each other. So Black Lives Matter is suing Black Lives Matter. <sighs> we in a crisis. <laughs> I'm not the root of that problem. I just might report on it, but I'm not the root of that problem. That's fair. I literally am the platform that is looking at the world the way that it is. Whether we're covering Blueface or Krishana, how fucked up that relationship may seem to be to some, 
because to a lot of people in the hood, they relate to them because there's a lot of blue faced Krishans in the hood. Whether you're looking at the vice president of the United States, who people may say isn't doing enough, then again, I don't know what vice president of the United States did a lot of shit. You know, we're covering the spectrum of it all at Hollywood Online. I can't speak for everybody else. But we're also constantly the problem. So in people's eyes, I guess. What do people accuse you of being the problem for? Well, because, well, like, what, what, is, mean, the, what op- is the accusation? Yeah, I have opinions. So, like, I'm not supposed to have an opinion because I'm supposed to be fair. What does being fair mean? What does being fair even mean? Everybody has an opinion on what being fair is. If I ask you what being fair, we posted. I, mean, I think a, just we, being objective. But what does that mean? What does being if objective mean? If I say mean? both sides, well, you, you, you report more on the negative of this person than the positive. I don't sit there with a scorecard about how many stories we write good about this person or bad about this person. The stories are the stories. Whether they're doing good or bad, it's them. I mean, I think there's, I mean, I think there is something just kind of, cursory about that like there are people who also like basically are only putting out negative right so it's like well that's all you're putting out you know and that's all we're seeing or if all your pictures are you know booty pigs or if all your pictures are you with your dog etc etc like if you know people are going to basically just pull from whatever you give i think the unfairness is when people feel like i'm giving you a range and you only pull in from this little bucket because it serves you Mm. Yeah, I don't know what, I don't know. We don't do that. We don't look at like, okay, you know, if you're making noise online, doing something positive, we're going to write about that. If you're doing something crazy or negative, we're going to write about that. But do My you team feel tries like to stay you positive, are, but I will say this. Wouldn't you say y'all are the ones who make the noise online though? Y'all are the ones who determine what makes that, noise? That goes back to, again, everybody's perception. Who is it? Is it the consumer that's doing the most? Because if the comments are 10, 20,000 on a post. Uh-huh. You're showing us what you want, what you have an appetite for. No, no. I just mean you like, I mean? let's say like, for instance, let's say just like I put up a post yeah. on my Instagram, right? Yeah. But you all decide we're picking that up. Yeah. You're the ones who are creating the noise from that. But if you decide not to pick it up, you're decide, you're not making the noise from that. Like me putting it on my page is just my page. Yeah. But you all as media, you know, and I say that as media too. Like I have a radio show, I have a podcast. Like we choose what yeah. we want to like, you know, aggrandize and we want to yeah. amplify. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you all are noisemakers. Yeah, we make noise. So you all determine like, okay, we think this is something that people are going to get behind. I think many would say, outside of just even like the gossip tag, many would say that we come to places like your site because you're going to aggregate the things that we could find interesting. Yeah, And it uh, it saves people a lot of time from going to here, there, and everywhere. That's fair. That's all I'm saying. And the black celebrities that don't, the black celebrities that are out waiting for white validation don't come to our platforms as much as the followers do because what does coming to your platform mean like publicists pull reaching up to the out show. Yep. the celebrities i mean i have so many direct relationships at this point that i don't even really deal with publicists but a publicist can reach out typically they'll reach out to pitch for shit that we don't want to cover or they'll say hey can you cover this new show but but when they come on the show don't talk about all these things no you don't get to decide that mm. you want to pull up we're going to transparency we're going to have an honest open dialogue so if there's that one thing that you're trying not to talk about you may want to try to talk about it here because at least we'll work with you on how we're going to roll it out. We'll work with you on how we're going to have the conversation. This is facts. There are people that will call me and say, oh, uh, I went too far because I got too comfortable. Okay, cool. Well, we'll I take, did that. Yeah, we'll take, did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. And it wasn't a like- It wasn't even a big deal, but, but a I big mean, thing, but yeah. No, but I just mean like you didn't, like I've had to do that before where I've had to call it after an interview and be like, you know, actually I feel like I wasn't as articulate with that point as I would have liked to be. Mm-hmm. Like, can we take it out? Because I don't want it to be misinterpreted. And the person's like- I mean, this is my, you know, but it's going to get numbers. And I'm like, but it's my life though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I get that it's your clicks, but yeah. it's my But I life. also feel like the relationship is more valuable than that moment. Well, you know, 
I mean, here and now I'm on your podcast or people now, your audience will see me somewhat. Again, the comments, they're going to be, I like them, I don't like them. But why do people say you don't and, like black you know women? What? Where'd that come from? Yeah, I don't... I'm going to come to that. But okay. you know why most people, most people like me when I'm doing other people's shows, but they hate me when I'm doing mine because that's where I'm giving the opinion, right? Because that's where you're Same. giving the opinion about it. People watch me with, uh, don't call me Wiker with Mona and they're like, I actually like her. It's like, well, you never got a chance. <laughs> You never got a chance. You never gave me the chance. You know? Um, so black women, I hear that all the time because most of the stuff, our followers are 70% women. So it's yeah. mostly women and we cover mostly black news. So we're talking about Housewives of Atlanta. We're not talking about Housewives of Orange County. I don't know who those girls are. I don't watch them. <laughs> you know, um, we watch mostly predominantly black programming because all most of my staff are black and most of them are black women. So the content they put on Hollywood Unlocked are coming from oh, people. Oh, so they say, so they feel like you don't like black women because the content can range from negative to positive, but it's fun to focus on black women. Yeah, or like I'll call somebody out on something or I'll have an opinion about something and then all of a sudden they'll respond and then I'll just drop receipts that just bury them. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, look how you did that black woman. You know, because social media really doesn't protect black women. They just use that as a hashtag to win an argument online with somebody because they ain't protecting all black women. They ain't going to protect you all the time. They're not going to protect the vice president. They're not going to. They're going to protect Rihanna. They're going to protect Beyonce. Yes. But they're not going to protect Lizzo if she. they think she's too fat. I think Lizzo's beautiful. I think her body, her confidence, her, her, mm -hmm. her, what, her energy that she puts out, her support for black media is amazing. So, you know. I don't argue with the comments. That's why I see it, though. And I recently had a conversation with Caroline from um, Essence, the CEO of Essence. Because mm -hmm. she called me and she said, we need to reconcile your relationship with black women. And I said, really? Well, what, 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 which black women? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Caroline, girl, I love you. And this, someone said I'm being messy now because I'm sharing a private conversation, right? But this is me literally being honest Touché. about a moment that me and Caroline actually both believe there's value in having. She said, well, you know, now that I'm over here at Essence, I want to welcome people into conversations that maybe us as a company have shut out. And I said, so I was canceled at Essence. I wonder when they're going to call me and clear up our conversation. Y'all got one too? <laughs> that was messy. See, that was messy. That was messy. <laughs> but no, here's the deal. No, because it's your situation, so it's not. Okay, <laughs> see, it's all interpretation. But you can be messy about your own situation. It's just not gossip. But when Caroline said that to me, we didn't even have a relationship for her to text me something like that. It could have been. Oh, taken. she texted you. She texted me that. Oh, that's interesting. I, right well, as I you got, would have preferred, like a no, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I actually love how she handled it. And oh, I'm gonna cool. Tell you. Okay. But she didn't know me well enough to send me something like that. But you, you're glad because to know me like this is one way. I'm this. There's many layers to me. There's He's an the onion. there's the Jason who you may hit at the wrong time <laughs> with some fuck shit that I may feel is fuck shit, and now let's go a deeper examination into your shit. So now, now that I'm on your shit, now that you're in my shit, I'm in your shit. She hit me at the wrong time, but she hit me in a way that I had just come out of an interview. I was frustrated. I you were a, interviewing somebody? You were I was being interviewing somebody okay. at my studio, and I had a lot Why going Why were you on. frustrated? Because my team was fucking up. The person was late. Oh, just like it all pushed the, all my day the off. things. It's just the, yeah. the things. I had a meeting I had to rush to. I had no time to eat lunch. I was just, it yeah. was a lot. And she hit me with that text and I sat there and I looked at her and I, <laughs> and, I, and I said, well, what do you mean? I'm confused. But then we, then we had a little back and forth. Then we got on the phone and she said, look, every interaction- What was different about how you responded to that than you would have normally? I have a lot of respect for her. Okay. So there was that. I had a lot of respect for her. I have a lot of respect for her. So I picked up the phone. Typically I would, it would be a back and forth, a real quick back and forth. And then I might go live or I might go say something. Because <laughs> the audacity- <laughs> The, aud the audacity 
of you sending me a reprimand. Me. Did that sound? That doesn't sound like a reprimand to me. It sounds like an assumption. Well, no, it's not an assumption. There are absolutely black women that feel like you don't like black women. There's gays that feel that way. I'm just saying it's not an no, assumption. No. Like that's a but real there's thing. There's gays that feel that way. There's transgenders that feel that way. There's straight people. There's men. There's celebrities. There's non-celebrities. But you know, Jason, quit no, 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 listen, listen. But see, You know that there is a large narrative around that because even whether with not, wait, it's, whether or not my, it's bullshit, I, no, it it's is still a narrative. It's bullshit. But here's the deal. I don't, make money from going online and defending bullshit. Facts. I go online by counter being counterintuitive by creating more bullshit. So let me <laughs> give you an example. When she texts me that, uh -huh. because I had respect for her, I picked up the phone, we had a conversation. Yes. But she was also willing to have the dialogue. And when she said that I want to have this conversation about, you know, this perception that you have an issue with black women, I said, I welcome that conversation. She told me she wants to open the doors for people who may have been shut out. And I said, well, yep. so that means that you all cancel me at Essence. So you cancel culture because I'm culture too. You don't get to decide I'm not a part of it. Everybody knows I'm part of culture. I'm just the part that either you can't digest or you can't accept or whatever, but it is there. So if you cancel me from having a conversation with your audience of black women, do you become a part of the problem? So let's have a holistic conversation about how there's this perception and how I was shut out. Well, it sounds like that's what she was trying to do. Well, when we were having the whole conversation, the first conversation was about this perception. The, the holistic conversation is how I was shut out from having the conversation before. We just said conversation so many times. Okay. <laughs> she texts me about having a dialogue around. But an individual dialogue, not a public, no, a public dialogue. Public dialogue. Oh, okay. Which I welcomed. But then I said, we have to have the public conversation about how Essence, who's pro-Black, pro-culture, shut out a person who's driving culture because it didn't there was this perception that they may not have, you know, investigated. We don't how do you feel like How do you feel like they should have been more receptive to you? Well, I didn't know that they were because I didn't even know there was a problem until that call. That's oh, what I'm saying. So now that I, under I see. So okay. now that I understand that there was this perception, so I've told her privately and I'm saying publicly, I'm welcoming that conversation because it depends on what black women you talk to. If you talk to the Rihannas of the world, that's not an issue. If you talk to my staff who are black women, it's not an issue. If it's my former co-host, it's not an issue. So is it because I have an opinion about black women at times that you may have an issue with? It's not because they're black women. It's not because they're black. This is because whatever fuck shit they're doing, I'm gonna call it. What's your opinion on Latasha? Who's Latasha? Escape. I mean, I mean... Not irrelevant, but I, I don't talk about Latasha because I don't think about Latasha. <laughs> the only reason I say that is because... <laughs> is there something wrong? I, no, the only reason I say singer. that is because there are scenarios where someone is just like very clearly and outwardly just presenting themselves yeah. on some sideways mess. And so it's like, when you talk about that, someone can be like, you're talking about black women. It's like, well, no, like... This is right here. Like it's it's in front of you. Like why would it why is this about being a black woman? No, this is about someone behaving a certain way. Right. Yeah, but you know, I'm held I'm held to a different standard. But the reason why I don't complain is because you can't dish it out and then not be able to digest it, right? So I gotta I I'm like, mm -hmm. I know I put out a lot of shit, so I get it. It's it's par for the course. But I will say, like, for example, when the Jordan Woods story broke, my team when we broke that, right? I don't think I know that story. Jordan was in Tristan Thompson, the whole Khloe Kardashian. Oh, okay. Thing. 
And then she went over to Red Table Talk with Jada and Will, and they covered her and made this this whole, like, you're a young black girl being treated differently, which I agree. She was being treated differently in the media and in online. And she is she the was, woman that was having a child with him? No, she or? was Kylie Jenner's best friend who was involved in a situation with Khloe Kardashian's then boyfriend, baby daddy, Tristan Thompson. Okay. So people were like, how dare you throw that black girl under the bus like that? It became a whole, you ruined this young Did black Did you girl. like break the story? Yeah, we broke the story. Okay. And so it became a big thing. We're like, oh my God, you know, you did that. Or when- So in their minds, they were like, you ruined her life because this was a private scenario that you made public. Correct. Okay. Well, you know what that's called. It's called news. It's called gossip. It's not. Gossip is when you hear something third hand and you say what you heard. Were I, you there? Did my you- My team was there. Oh. That made it a direct- viewing party if you ain't messy you sure is slippery so there was that and then the, and then and then when i criticized megan the stallion when she didn't come on hollywood unlocked but then she went on the cover of marie claire and then her album flopped and i drug her for that what we, did you we, how did you drag her i talked about black people's desire Preferring for white to, validation okay. and not supporting black media and it became a big thing now how i did it was very colorful very animated very neat. <laughs> Uh, but you know we've since grown through that, and we've talked. Have you? About I was, it. Yeah, me talked. And her. Yeah, yeah, oh, cool. yeah. Of course, okay. we talked about it for sure, and she understands. And then when she brought out her last album, she called me and said, "I want you to host this dinner party for me. I want to bring in black media, blah blah." She had a whole plan. Her label fucked that up. But she mm. was on the call with the label saying, "Make this happen, make this happen." So she actually tried to make good for that, but then that's where the people get in the way. Yes, again. but time. but the reason why I didn't lash out at her, for you that knew was that it, she tried. Yeah, they didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I know there's that perception out there. But I want an example. Where do I not like black women? I want to see the example. I want somebody to show me like, here's where you did this. Here's where you said that. Because I've always held black women up. There's a lot of amazing black women in my life. My grandmother, who was like, she's like the backbone of my whole family, whose house I could not stay away from, who when I was a kid growing up after foster care, I was at, was at her house all the time. She's somebody I feel like in many ways I've grown into the amazing reader that I am because of her. Not just that, but, but just many other things that she, I thought she was a great woman for. But like, yeah, it, it's one of the most annoying things I've heard about me. But, you know, I turn the noise down and keep it pushing. So, because no matter what I do, no matter what you do, no matter what anybody does, you're never going to make everybody happy. Just well, you, didn't you know, like, I hate black men. I'm a colorist and I am difficult. <laughs> But And that may be a perception that people have about you that you know is not true. I 100% know it's not true. But, but what, what it doesn't do? change the fact that that is a perception that's yeah. out there. So sometimes it's just being able to at least very much so acknowledge this is a perception that's out there. And whether or not it's true, I know it's out there. Yeah. Oh, I acknowledge it for sure. I just did an interview where I talked about it, where I know it's out there. And what I love about Caroline, going back to her, I love the fact that she's the first person in a position of power like that in media in the world that I'm in as a strong black woman to be able to say to me, to my face too, not in conversation, not in the background, to my face and say, I want to open up a space, a safe space for you and I to have this dialogue. I said, well, the only way it's going to be safe of this is really, really honest. It got to be really brutally honest. And we also got to talk about Essence being complicit in keeping their audience away from seeing another layer to me. Because there's a lot of black women that read Essence, they go to Essence Festival. When I walk in Essence Festival, they're like, oh my God, I love. black women love me. So <laughs> why not create a space where we can have that dialogue on both sides? And she says she's going to do it. I'm just, I ain't got the call. Essence Fest coming up to put it on the main stage, right there with the McDonald's logos and everything. They got it. Hey, Richie. <laughs> I love Essence. I love them. But like, come on, let's, let's have the conversation. I'm ready. All right. Let's do a black woman shall not be uh, uh, a bash brunch. I'll host it. 
They can have any form they want to do it. I just want the form so we can do it. Because once we have the conversation, let's move on. Because I'm not going to stay in that. I mean, I feel like you just had the conversation somewhat here. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, I think the other part of it, too, is that if you're if you are in media and again, I know there's going to be people being like, Amanda, you don't know what you're talking about. And what I'm saying, because I will tell you, I am not on Hollywood Unlocked every day. You know, like I me neither. Touche. Facts. Touche. No, I mean, I'm not on any of the gossip blogs or any of the entertainment blogs. We're not gossip. Thank you, entertainment. You're entertainment with a touch of gossip. Is that fair? Entertainment with um, very animated delivery. I wouldn't say gossip. Gossip is like, did you hear? What's the difference between- Okay, I'm going to tell you gossip. I'm going to tell you you gossip. Somebody I know went to somebody's house, (laughs) a celebrity, and we used the bathroom in their shower, but their bathtub was filthy. Like, like, grimy, like- McGang, you know, all the like yeah. stuff that you know, the Ajax type shit, you would have to scrub for hours and hours with toothbrush Gook. and stuff. Gook took video of it and everything. Didn't release it. Still has it in their phone. I'm not saying who it is because that would be gossiping. But the point is, is that we're not doing that. <laughs> we are not doing that. To, to me, okay, that is like Fair. massive. That is definitely that. When I is went to Chris fledged. Jenner's house down the street to have gua- and had guacamole, was walking around with martinis. I was not looking to see if I could see. You know, Dust the, the, the camera she the used. The camera she used at Ray J's. <laughs> Allegedly, I wasn't doing that. I was literally just trying to understand. Like, damn, this closet got all types of expensive shit in, it. and she have a sign out sheet for all her stuff. She's rich on a different level, but I wasn't trying to be all in that. You know, like I'm not that guy hiding behind the bushes waiting to see who getting out your house in the morning. No, I'm not. I really don't care. If somebody is, if somebody has like a significant other. And they have not shown who that person is. That happened to you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you consider that to be yes. crossing the line? It's fair game. Oh, you think that's fair game? Absolutely. That person know what they signed up for. They signed up to date a public figure that the public is interested in. So yes, yes, absolutely. And once they get brought into your world or you show them publicly or whatever, and they are somehow in any way out here doing crazy shit, they can become a news story. I think that there is a certain level of disregard in that statement Mm -hmm. because ultimately you all absolutely do not like this, this idea that because somebody is quote unquote a public figure because they're on television or they're on movies is some shit y'all made up (laughs) and and it really is some bullshit. It is. And I'm getting heated as I talk (laughs) about it because it's literally you all just made a business out of other people's lives. Yes. And now we have to be the ones who are the recipients of whatever you all choose it to be. And then you try and say it back to me as if it's legit. It is not legit. But the guy who you just cried watching the people say, pay your writers online, he probably somewhere in his feelings feeling like you shouldn't have drug him like that because you created a platform to allow your people to go in there and be gaslit by your tears into dragging him, which no, was rightfully no, so. Wait, no, no, no. Right he was on a platform. No, no, stop. Wait, no, but he's not He's not a celebrity. He is literally the executive, the head of Warner Brothers, and he is doing a public speech at the time that there is a writer's strike. This is a completely, uh, but, but, this but, is not. But he wrote his own this speech. This is a false equivalency. But he wrote his own speech. You don't so, know that, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know that, but I would assume he wrote his own speech. But what does he, that have to do? But wait, if you are evading he, the cop, you are here, evading the topic, no, I'm not and it's, out, I'm it's not borderline here's, disrespectful. Here's my point: It's not 
My it point, is. My point is that it is not y'all's business wait. to put people's business out there my that you point. have not been given okay. to put people's private business Let's out there that you are not on being the law, given. Because the law is the law. There's the Fair Reporting Act, right? So we can write on what we believe is fair under the law. And when we have platforms, there are certain constitutional rights that the press are given, that people who own media companies are given, to be able to talk about things in the public eye or things that are involved in public trust or things that the public may be interested about. If you're dating somebody, do I, do I, and I can only speak for myself, I can't speak if for If you're dating else. somebody and you have not revealed their identity. If you're dating somebody and you haven't revealed their identity, why how would, would we you know? Think- how would we know? Because somebody either has made it their business to find out their identity or somebody has made it their business to send you all that person's identity. But if it did not come from... Well, let me just say for me, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily care who's dating who if it's not a celebrity celebrity. But if you're dating somebody and that privately, right? Yes. And then like say you're off doing girl chat on the real. Okay. And you're having girl chat about being a single woman and... How you love, it's all about paying my own bills and being my own woman. This, by the never, way, is no, not no, no, a no. factual scenario, but factual carry scenario, on. But I'm just giving you <laughs> I just example. need to let the people know. Give you an example, right? <laughs> and I see you saying that, but then my team goes, oh my God, Amanda's like engaged. I'm going to say, no, she not. She just was talking about girl, girl chat. She just talked about pro-black woman, just handle your own business. Don't need no man, ain't got no man single. No, look at his right over here on Lipstick Alley. Oh, that's definitely going on Hollywood a lot. With a swipe left to your video about being a woman that's single by herself. For sure. Absolutely. That's why I said Again, this well, has wait, 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 no wait, relevancy wait, wait. to what I'm no, saying. No, no. Yes, it does. Because no, it doesn't. Because the- you just gave an example of someone lying. No, no, no. I'm just saying like how we discover it. And I can't speak to the platform that did it because I don't know who did it or how they did it. But I mean, for me, how it comes out for me is more like you're if you've sold the public one thing and then we see something different, then we definitely are going to put that out for sure. If you all are wanting to be revelatory about about uh, false truths, that is one thing. You revelatory, all, I'm use that word. <laughs> you all revealing private yes. information about that a public ha- figure. About a public figure, and you quoting the law to me is hilarious because one. We live in a nation where, as we have very well seen, the laws are not written by any code of ethics or morality. So I don't look to the law as my guidance on how to behave as a person, right? So so even in my business, like I could do a bunch of things that would be completely valid under the law that I would never do because they're not morally sound, like for my own principle, right? right? So when you sit here and say that, I'm like, Jason, cut the shit, man. Cut the shit. At the end of the day, the first thing you said was, well, you know, we get to, you all are public figures and you all signed up for this. No. Facts. No. Facts. I signed up for it. I'm not even famous and I signed up for it. That's why when I post somebody that I want to date and they post it on Twitter or they post it online or they write a story about it and it goes viral and people say shit and then they go find their Instagram and then they DM and then they tell them all these stories and this, that. I always tell the people that want to date me, this is what you signed up for. I tell people one day, me, this is what you sign up for. This group's gonna hate you. This group's gonna hate you. I just went to dinner last week and told somebody all the bad. I told him all the bad shit you'll hear about me at dinner. Like, if you can handle all that, let's keep going. Ain't nobody sign up for that. And if anything, y'all the ones who created the goddamn class. All right. So that's the thing that everyone's signing up for. And I will tell you first and foremost, it's not like this everywhere. This is a very American and British. (laughs) 
<laughs> thing. Yeah. Like you go to Grenada, don't nobody care about any of that in Grenada. It's a very American and British like business. Like the royals are literally only in existence because they fuel a tabloid business that then fuels them. Like that's it. Otherwise, right. they're like they really don't have any value. And that's why people are like, end the monarchy. But I'm going to stand on what I said, which is that there's a certain point where there is a line that is crossed. And ultimately, there should be at least a fair exchange if it's going to be this this is what you signed up for thing if you get to make money off of like people's lives then there should be at least a moral code to that well a lot of those people are making money in their lives because of the work that we're all doing like if nobody's talking when people stop talking about you you're dead no brands gonna need you you're not gonna get any press there are people right now i don't care what feature film they do i wouldn't give a fuck they they hold they could oh I did text a celebrity recently, and this is what I said, and this is why I would say that there's a switch to me, right? Are you coming on the show or not? <laughs> if you're not, then no, we won't be writing about anything you do unless you die. Why? Well, because this person plays around with Hollywood Unlock, uses Hollywood Unlock to their advantage. It's Takashi 69 I just throw that out there. Because, you know, several cancellations, scheduling this, going to he be here, not going to be here, then get beat up at the gym, then not going to come. I'm coming. I'm on my way. I'm in Africa. What, what you doing in Africa? Africa? Then I'm over here. Then I'm over there. So I said, don't send my platform anything else about you because my team has been told not to Have write Have I ever about sent you. your platform anything? Who, you? Yes, me. No. But we get fed stuff all day long, you know? And listen, I don't hate- Not from me or my team. No, no, no. I don't hate Takashi 69 either like everybody else does. I don't like him. I don't hate him. I just feel like it's a platform. You want to come in, you know, whatever. I'm going to ask the questions I'm probably not going to want to answer, whatever. And he seems like he wants to do that. But like the the playing with Hollywood Unlocked, send all this content, then wait, why'd you post this? Why did you do this? But then you're not pulling up. Then we'll stop posting you until you die. You genuinely feel like if y'all aren't posting somebody that they're not going to work? If all of us stop talking, and we've actually seen this happen, if we all stop talking about the person, not only will their shit fail or flop, but the people that are hiring them, hoping that they get the press from them, Mm -hmm. will stop hiring them because you're not getting any pickup. There's people who literally, right now, we every platform Mm -hmm. has their list of who they're not fucking with. Some of us share that list. Okay, are you talking about this right (laughs) now? And sometimes we all just say, okay, we're not going to talk about this person for a while. And we let it just, and it's just silent. Because unfortunately, the world we live in right now is, if people don't hear or see something every 15 minutes on your social media, on Hollywood Log, Shade Room, Bottle Alert, uh, in the press, whatever, people lose track and they go find something else. That's why right now, everybody, whether they like it or not, is consumed with Blueface or Krishan because Zeus has spent a lot of money promoting their shows. They're on social media all day long and fans just can't get enough of them and we can't get enough either. So it's like, it's a crazy thing. When yes, there has to be the symbiotic relationship. And this is where I go back to saying, we have a relationship with every single celebrity in the world because we write about them. Some just choose not to participate and it's okay. I don't lose any sleep over people not participating. I used to, because I used to really feel like, yo, we we want to support you. You should come and support us. I got the symbiotic relationship. Do you understand though, that there's also the feeling that like, there's one thing to feel support, but then there's maybe like a lack of feeling like there's safety, right? So it's yeah, like, course, okay, I may come and do an interview for you, but that's not going to stop you like putting out some fuck shit about me if shit goes off. Of course, because 
if you're doing fuck shit, it's out there. So what are we not going to... No, but sometimes it's not even like someone really did fuck shit. Sometimes shit just looks a certain way and in the effort to post things quick, right? Because that's really a real thing now. It's like, who's the first? Who's the first? In their effort to post things before the truth is really there, it gets out. Like I have went through that in a real way where like, you know, Jasmine Brand posted something that wasn't fully vetted and it ended up just going so far that it was beyond my ability to correct the narrative for. And so it was like, damn, but it was a result of just this culture of like, post it first, post it first, and there's no like journalism behind it. It's more so just like who has the hottest headline. So I feel like there's definitely like a, a feeling that some people have of like, I'm not going to be like protected or there's not, there isn't, well, and to your point about the law, the law used to say that there actually did have to be notes and there had to be actual quotes and there had to be sources in order for something to be posted or you were sued or you could be sued for libel. Mm -hmm. Right. And Reagan did away with that law. So that law doesn't exist anymore. That's actually why you get to exist as a, as a company without having so much, uh, you know, that's also why like CNN, the times, all these places, it's not just you. I'm just saying like everyone's an op-ed now I've had someone write a oh. whole lie about me and then say, well, it was an editorial headline. Well, they better be lucky. <laughs> they better be lucky that I have not really started op-eds. I actually have been, it's so crazy. Well, I think that. you do op-eds. You just do them verbally. Well, yeah, I give my opinion, but like, that's an op-ed. Like, but like an op-ed, like a fully well thought out written, like op-ed. I literally just had a conversation with a writer who I said, you know, I think I want to start doing op-eds. Like, well, that's what you should do for essence. Like the culture is in critical condition. That's what you should do for essence. But I haven't started there yet because I don't have the time. I know. I feel you. If I had the time, I would want to talk. <sighs> we listen. The written word is 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 incredibly important. I'll go back to saying that again. I feel like if I could say anything to like celebrities who or public figures who want to control the narrative, like celebrities really are in control of their narrative. Not all the time, because we do live in a world where. I mean, she gets I'll, just picked up. It's like wildfire. Yeah, I went to the Grammys uh, and I invited Tiffany as my date. I invited her as my date. Shout out to Haddish. But the t- headline was, why is Jason Lee at the Grammys? <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it was in, I do and know. It was, and, it was, and it was in the cut <laughs> from New York. Woo. Right? So like that became a thing. We're like, I literally went. But do you understand what I'm I saying? I found the writer's but Instagram. You just, but you just out. gave an example <laughs> yeah. of how it was fuck shit was created. Yeah. You was minding your business. But here's the deal. I digest it well. It's like, I'm at the Grammy. I am at the Grammys. I posted <laughs> it. I am. And I'm with Tiffany Haddish doing our famous prom post. Yeah. I like them talking about me. Good or bad, I like it. I love it because Oh, I, so you're a good, you're, there's no, oh, there's I, no oh, such thing as bad press come, bring kind of person. It oh yeah, come on. And that but, brings but, us but, back to but, this but is however, a Leo. However, however, I know the law. And there are laws like what Cardi did with that YouTuber. Well, that's defamation. Yeah, there are lines that, you know, you want to cry. Because I love the idea. Well, she doubled down. So that's the thing. She, she was like, corrected. Double, yeah, like down, you were you know? presented yeah, 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 yeah. the facts. Yes. And you said. I mean, Newsweek posted a story. I'm going to get these YouTube clicks. Newsweek posted a story that I was in Beyonce's house and took pictures of her children and put them out. We did put the unauthorized photos out because we didn't know. People was DMing the page. Oh, look at Beyonce's children. I'm like, oh my God, they're so cute. Did you know they were unauthorized? No. How y'all get how y'all get them? That's what I'm saying. Like, how y'all get them? How did they get them? Some well, I put, shout out to your Grenada sister, Yvette, who called me like, baby, them photos is unauthorized. Can you take that down? Of course, immediately. Anything for Beyonce, anything for you took them down. Yvette is like the god. So whatever she has, she gets. But the idea that Newsweek did a story that I went in her house, Jason Lee was in Beyonce's house. 
and took these unauthorized photos and put them out. The craziest thing. So people but online do you, believe do that. Do you understand though why, like those pictures being put out? is an invasion of privacy that is outside of the realm of your I think the, company? I think the people who she had in her house take them photos. That's not what I asked. I well, said, that, No, you, that's your answer. You, see, you get to ask the question. I get to tell you the answer. Yeah, but your see, answer, but your answer create, don't be replying be to the to question. Y'all be trying to create the headline. Your answer don't be replying the response, to the question. Then create the comments. That's the thing. Y'all I not in control. I want you to answer the question. I'm, I didn't I ask just you answered that. it. You I said, I think the people. The people in her home, Beyonce, the beehive queen, Beyonce, who's on the world tour right now. Somebody's in her house, but she's on tour. Housekeeper, chef, gardener, whoever you let in your house, take them photos and send them to Hollywood Unlocked. This is not Hollywood Unlocked fault that we put it out. We yes, took it, it is. It's not. So, yes, it is. The, what are you talking about? The public about? wanted to see her children. You full of shit. We believe she put the photos out, but we found out later from Yvette that they were unauthorized. So the right. point and is- Right, and so you took them down. Because that's the response. Because she to asked you or because you understood now, oh, this is unauthorized. We shouldn't have oh, put no, them because, up. Oh, no, because, well, one, because Yvette asked. And Yvette, I love Yvette. But, and we have a relationship. Two, I love Beyonce. And three, there's two rules at Hollywood Unlocked. We don't out people. And we don't attack children or do anything with people's children because people will kill you over their children. And it's just the wrong thing to do. Too These sure. are kids. They can't control. You know what I mean? So, like, we don't exploit people's children and we don't out people. And it's Yvette. When she called and said, These are not authorized, the idea that we had unauthorized photos from Beyonce's children is crazy. Anyway, so yeah, we took it down. Yeah. But we all would love that fight in the elevator. You watched it. He watched it. I watched it. Solange. We watched all that because we can't get enough of it. We all want to be. None of us were in the elevator. Julius pushed the button, but we all kept pushing the button to watch it because we can't digest enough of it. But I'm the bad guy. I'll take the lickings because it's good information. You guys will all be in the comments saying, oh, he's delusional or he's right. You're wrong. He's right. They all going to hate us. Who cares? I'm going to lunch after this. Ain't worry about it. <laughs> oh, Jason. Um, well, you have to, but you, you have to live like that because yeah. when you choose this path, you do have to live like that. You have to decide, I don't care. This path chose me. No, yeah. you chose this path. You were really, you, no, you want, could have been with the I, union. I <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to unlock Hollywood and have all your favorite stars come and tell us about their Entertainment music. Tonight. Yeah, they don't kinda. do that. Black celebrities, celebrities in general, are afraid of the media, understandably so, because, you know, one thinking, whatever. And me personally, I felt like, I know I have integrity. I know I'm a good person. I know you know me. And just because I saw you do cocaine at that party, don't mean I'm going to go say you did cocaine at the party because I never have done that. You never... couldn't even sustain if you were that kind of person. Like people would have offered you by now. <laughs> like... I've been shot. I survived. But not but not for spreading a lot. Not for telling somebody's. You didn't get shot because you said somebody's secret out loud. Right, but I ain't worried about nobody shooting me. Listen, this earth is so ghetto at this point. I'm not ready to die, but you I'm not worried about that. You are a master evader. No, when I tell y'all, it's straight matrix with no, you. Not. I said red or green pill earlier. <laughs> did not realizing that I was sitting next to Neo. No, no, seriously. I don't I don't want to like burn the internet down every day. I was doing that for a while though because like when people weren't gravitating towards me, I was like, I know how to get I know how to get y'all. I know how to get everybody's attention. I just started saying what I think in the most animated way. And yeah, it was very hurtful. I don't feel bad about it. That's just been a part of my journey. I can still slip there. Sometimes I still do. But uh, I choose not to live in that every day. I was in that every day. Literally, I'll call my team. Brandon was that a reflection of where you were in your heart? A, like was, in your spirit? It was that. And I was tired of this, the industry fuck shit. Because there's a lot of fuck shit in this industry. Well, y'all know how you I know. feel about this industry. And I'm ready. I, I said seven years, I'm out. I'm out. Out to work. What year are we in? This is 2023. 2030, I'm out. Fully retired. Done. Moving on? 
yeah, I want to do philanthropy. I want to do investing. I want to do shit. I want to live my life. I want to travel the world. I want to be happy. I want to be able to play with my dogs. I want to be able to not get a phone call with somebody who's acting like they cool with me because they want to be on Hollywood a lot or because they want to stay off Hollywood a lot. You know? I think that's also something fascinating. And I want to get to our questions, but, you know, just this idea of like friends, right? And I know I've had people ask me like, how do you know when people like really are your friend? Because if you're a public figure, like you just never know. And in your space, I think it's also like, well, how do you... I mean, the word friend, I take the word friend very seriously. Like, I think that's not something, like, I don't think it's something to throw around, you know? Was it a hard lesson to learn who amongst this, once you got into this space, who amongst the people you were interacting with were your friends? And how did you come to determine who your real friends are and who's not? Yeah. Are you saying the celebrities or just in general? Um, I guess celebrities, because I think you have made celebrity friends out of this business. Yes. So, like, I'm very mindful that I know a lot of celebrities because of my job, but I'm not friends with a lot of celebrities. But I hate telling people, you're not my friend. Like, I don't, because I don't, it's just an uncomfortable thing to do to be like, you're not my friend. We're not. You know, I know. That, don't you think that eases the no, expectations? No, I, I, no I, I'm getting to that place now, but I just don't, <laughs> first of all, I, to know me as confrontational other maybe or animated or whatever, I don't like confrontation because I, it don't end well. Because I don't know how to have a friendly confrontation. Okay. It's like, we have a confrontation, I got to kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I try not to have confrontations because if anybody's ever seen me in, in the comments, they'll put it, just put the name of anybody you see me have real conflict with. It's like juggler, 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 juggler. Oh, body still breathing? Well, it, becomes juggler, very, juggler, juggler. it becomes very mean queen. Very ice queen, murder, death, die. Yes, it used to be. Now it's just like, I'm going to throw you some shade and move on. Now, if you keep going... Instead of like doing it the way I used to do it, I just come with all these facts and then, you know, now now you've lost all credibility and every time you go live, they're going to tell you. But I now am at a point to where like, I don't want to have to say like, we have each other's number, but we're not friends. Like it just, I don't want to do that. So <laughs> The some, irony. <laughs> but like, but like when I become- Because I will do that in 2.2 seconds. Now, you know, we not friends. Like I will tell somebody that. Maybe I should say that. it that way, you know, but I don't, I just don't- Because people, I don't want, because I feel like friends carries an expectation yes, and I don't want anyone's, does. and I don't want people to have, I don't want that expectation on me, but I also don't want people to think that I have that expectation of them. Yeah. Right? Like we, we not friends. Yeah. And I will say one person that is one of my closest friends that I've had to go on that journey of having the conversation with friends are because we are really friends is Cardi. We've had a very honest conversation with each other about what the friendship looks like because uh, our friendship is not built on Hollywood Unlocked and her being a rapper or Hollywood Unlocked and her being a celebrity. You know, I literally loved her and was a fan of hers before she became famous and then she became super fucking famous and... Sometimes she don't realize how famous she is. So the fight is like, girl, you can't say that. Because you want to look out for your friend too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just going to end up on the blog. Oh, oh, it's it's on Hollywood Online. You know, but she's never calls and says, why you write that? Why you post that? Why you this or that? It's never that. And we write good things. Sometimes we criticize her. She was on the show. I told her I don't like her song. Um, but But I told her that privately first, you know, and I was uncomfortable to publicly say, I don't like this song. Whereas if it was somebody else I didn't have a relationship with, I would say it because, you know, whatever. Whatever. But that's where I've had to like really check myself. And the conversation we had was, you know, Jason Lee and Hollywood Unlocked are different. Cardi B the star and Cardi B the Buckley's is different. But we respect each other where I can say that is literally my friend or Tiffany or Floyd. Those are really my friends. I feel like Charlemagne is a friend. Now I have such amount of respect for him. But like, again, we don't hang out on the weekends. He don't go with me to the gay club, even though I'm sure he probably wants to. Um, Shut up. I just be playing. Charlemagne fake gay. <laughs> 
But I have so much respect for him. But like, you know, yeah. So what we were talking about before we started, (laughs) I get confused sometimes of who my friends are. Because I think we friendly. I think we cool. And then Hollywood Unlocked did his job. And now here you are feeling some type of way because we friends. Like, okay, then we're not friends. Let's just not be friends. I'm fine with that. I don't want to be friends with any more celebrities. The only... No, no more. Swear to God. I I, I want to be cool. I want to meet you. Some of you. I I'm genuinely fan. feel like that's really, it should be like just, just arm's length. Stay over there. Like, hey. Yeah. Hi. Hello there. You know what it is. No, but it ain't what it is because, like, for example, Angela Bassett ran into her at the Fear of God thing. We were going to honor her this year at my award show, but she has to be at New York for some project. We have the same dermatologist. She walks up to me and I go, oh my God, I'm. Yes, you're like, oh my God, Angela, you are the one. You're everything. Yes. And she's like, oh my God, thank you. I know you're going to honor me, but I'm sorry I'm a bad time. So I live for you. Please, whatever you want to come to show, anything you need, I love you, love you, love you. And she goes, thank you. And she, I, I go, and she goes, damn, well, um, do you really love me? I said, if I didn't love you, I'd tell you to your face. And she goes, for real? I go, we both Leos, of course. But that's the thing. Like, I love that moment, but she's not my friend. You know? No, but she's not. No, but that's exactly. She's someone But people you... will meet me and like me. We'll exchange numbers. Oh my God, we should go to lunch. People are weird. If you just meet somebody and you exchange numbers and you go to lunch, you're not friends. We're not, like you it, have to decide. But, we are, especially as adults, you have to decide like we are friends and we have to nurture a relationship. Like I don't think you're my friend just because you came to this house. Right. I can't believe you invited me to your house. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't believe I pulled up. I'm like, okay. One the security, wait, the security guard was like, there's an unlocked Hollywood here. <laughs> it's like hilarious. But see, I don't let a lot of people come to my house. Like Tiffany's been to my house. She's been out of my house. Cardi's not coming to my house because she don't like go outside. Floyd don't want to come to my house because he don't want to say I got a big house without him. You know, like there's there's like levels, right? But there's people like I won't let people just come to my home. And there's my personal space that I want. So to your question, how do I know my friends? My friends are not celebrities. Like most Good. of them. The celebrities that are friends. People ask me all the time, like, who are your celebrity friends? I'm like. But I you have-, have celebrity friends. Yes, but they think that because you're in this business that that's who your friend, oh, right. like that is what your friend circle consists of. Yeah. Jeremiah, you ever see me hanging out with celebrity friends? <laughs> I mean, it's like Charlemagne. <laughs> like there's people that I will consider that are my friend. Like, okay, I will consider Tiffany a celebrity friend. Yes. But like, we're not like hanging out all the time, but I know I will call her my friend in that I know that she would never do me dirty. Like, right, I know right. that I would never do her dirty. Right. Like, I know she would look out, I would look out. Like, Lauren London, I would consider to be love a Lauren. celebrity friend. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Her. Like, so there are people that like, I consider to be like, sistren to me, even if we don't interact the same way that I do with like, my friends who are a part of my regular But tribe. see, the people you just described are all certain type of people. Like, Lauren London... We don't be on the phone, kikiing or this or that. It, but she will always text me a good word. I see you, you moving. Go. I see that. Those are those are those yes. type of people though. Same with Charlotte. So same with Tiffany. You see, I can gravitate to those people. It's the people that go, we friends. We oh we, oh, we friends. But then a story come out because you did some crazy shit, and then all of a sudden, I thought we was friends. We are. No, but that's people who move in strategy. They yeah, don't move yeah, in love. Yeah, yeah. And there's you know there's a lot of that out here. So we've got some questions. Uh, you know the people they've got a lot of questions about me. Of course. Oh, did you ask them if they had questions for me? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you got questions for me. Yes, so we've people. got questions. But you know how it works. If you want to get the questions, you got to go over to the Amandaverse because we're going to drop in to the Patreon right now with <laughs> Jason Lee, my friend. Allegedly. <laughs> the last dose. Well, Jason, this has been a very spirited, as you would say, spirited and full of energy interview. <laughs> yeah, I came in, I came and got attacked on behalf of all 
of you. You know, I did that. But no, I think it's great. But these are conversations people need to have. I don't necessarily disagree with that. You really feel attacked? No, that's just me being extra. Oh. Okay. But if you did attack me in your house, it's your house. You should be able to attack somebody in your house. <laughs> Is that the rules? Yeah, that's why I do it on my show. No, I'm just playing. Ah. I don't do it on my show. All right. You have fun on my show. I did have fun on your show. And my mom said, that was a really good interview. Did she say With that, Jason. Oh, thank you, mom. <laughs> Is her uh, accent really that heavy? Yes. Oh. Hey, mom. <laughs> <laughs> 